0: All right, everybody. This is Power Move Parker here with another episode of Parker and Dad. Um, This is a sombering episode. This is an episode of Humble Pie. But also, I'm going to be optimistic, and I'm going to say some things that may not be popular to say right now or may not be even smart to say right now. But I am optimistic about the future of the Republican Party for uh, various reasons. And I'm thankful, if this is all we see of Donald Trump, I'm thankful for the four years he was our president and what he opened up and what he discovered and what his presence alone did to Washington, D.C., did to politics, did to the spectrum of, whole, of all of it. Um, just jumping right in here. Another episode of Parker and Dad. I got Dad at the White House. But I'm overall, if I had to sum up my feelings of what's happened, at first, I was upset, but now I'm hopeful, and, and to another extent, I'm thankful for what all President Trump did during his time as president. I'm not even, you know, another four years would have been great, but I think what he did in four years, most people couldn't do in, two, in eight years or 20 years or 40 years. What he did in Washington, D.C. was basically change the whole landscape of
1: politics in a good way. Yeah, I, I I agree totally. And then I'm at the White House because I'm not going to leave. I don't accept the election and I will not leave. So um, if Trump doesn't do it, I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm not accepting the uh, fraudulent election. Um, I don't care what, if they find it or prove it, I know and I believe that it was not done fairly. And uh, there's just too many things and uh, he'd call me a conspiracy freak or whatever. I'm just not gonna accept it. I'm not leaving. Um, Yes, I think the reason that uh, you see all of this is because the hatred for Donald Trump and the reason that they hate him, uh, I'm not gonna defend his personality. I'm not gonna defend the way he did things, the way he talked, none of that. But if you look at what he did, it was an outsider. They came in, he didn't cater to the establishment. The Republican and Democrat establishment and the people that were in the bureaucracy, the bureaucrats, the people in the FBI, the people in all of the agencies, did not like Donald Trump. They didn't like the way he did business. They didn't accept it. And the reason was is because he was there to get things done. He was efficient. He wasn't going to waste money or waste time or waste things. And that's what our government is. We all have we joke about it but we look at the post office and he's actually actually, uh, attempting to clean up the post office. There's so many things that he did, but the government is not efficient. It's not capable of running things. It is too big. It is too, uh, so anyway, no, do you think ultimately a lot of people and, and and now you're seeing that they've been planning for this for four years. I was going to
0: jump in real quick, jump in real quick. Do you think ultimately that was his undoing? the fact that he wasn't patient the fact that he, he he was not a patient man he was not he was a business guy he wants results the government we we work inside government we know how this goes now you think it was because he wasn't patient is that what his ultimate
1: undoing was probably but i now i'm thankful that he did because i don't think that it would have changed how they felt about him so i i I have totally changed my opinion on that. I I think he did exactly what he needed to do. He had four years and he had to hit the ground running and he never stopped. And thank God that he did what he did. I don't know if it's enough. I don't know how much of it's going to get undone without he just the surface. Another four years, I think he could have actually made some systematic changes, but I'm not sure that four years and the amount of what he has done. I think he's peeled back the scab and we know how bad government is. Yes. Whether or not the Republicans in the Senate or the the politicians are willing to continue with the the charge, I don't know. I don't know. Well. Um, But we know how bad things are. It's bad.
0: Well, no, that's what this whole episode is going to be. We're going to try to get hopeful. When Biden gets in in January, this this uh this show will take a different turn, and we're gonna start being critical of uh, we're gonna be very critical of what the administration does, and 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 until YouTube uh shuts down the, the the channel or whatever, we're gonna keep being critical of what we see, and that's why I wanted to start this show back up. Um, so I'm using Old Man Entertainment as a stepping stool. I hope uh, Reed doesn't get too upset about this, but. I'm using this as a platform to voice uh, my displeasure for what's going to happen because we can talk all, we can do a whole another 40, 50 episodes on what we think Joe Biden's going to do. But I think we're going to keep it as a kind of a recap episode for Donald Trump. Cause as far as we know, his time is over, but I still think he's fighting and we know the legal, legal stuff and all that. So I do want to get into the, the legal stuff of all this and the voting stuff. First off, I want you to tell your story about you being on the school board and some votes maybe looking like they were kind of flipped in favor of someone else. Not saying it happened, not saying it didn't happen, but I'm telling you, there is such thing as election fraud, voter corruption, and it happens at the smallest levels. If it happens at the smallest levels, there's no telling uh, that it could happen at the bigger levels. And we're going to get into the numbers of why we think it happened this way because I'm not just going to spout, but I do want to give you give a chance to give your personal antidote of when you were running for school board re-election and what happened with uh, the votes. At the very end on Election Day, we counted the numbers. We had our own posters out there. Uh, we counted the numbers, had our own posters. We thought you won the election, the re-election, we surveyed people, we talked to people. We felt good about the people going in to vote. But it turns out that wasn't the case and there was some, uh, f- some fishy things going on. But talk a little bit about that situation.
1: Yeah, and, and I can't prove anything. I, I know, again, it's anecdotal. It, it's looking at how things always were and then in this one situation. I had been involved in that town and that county in politics for several years. I ran a campaign, and I know on the campaign where I was elected, I stayed at the polls. The polls closed at 7 o'clock. I went home, got in the shower by 7.35, 7.45. I had a phone call, and they had the results, and they announced that I had won, and I got a call from the uh, from the Precinct and said, you've won the election. Uh, we, already had a, uh, we already had a victory thing set up
0: at a restaurant. We were already in full swing. First
1: time, that's how the count went. I mean, they picked yeah. up the box went down to the, county, the county, oh, yeah, county. I see what you're saying. Yeah. And then I, I was involved with two campaigns after that for other candidates running for the school board or for city. And the same thing happened. You know, within an hour and a half, an hour of polls closing, we had a phone call. On my second campaign, where I was defeated, when, when the election was over, one, they, uh, another person drove up, kicked the person that was running the election at that location out, said she had to leave. She came out to me and she said, I don't know what's going on, they just told me I had to leave. They took over the box, they did whatever. It was four and a half hours before the vote showed up at the county uh, seat or you know, at, at, the, at, the, at the courthouse uh, in, the, in the county. So I don't know what happened with the election, but from our numbers, like you said, we had counted, we had surveyed, you're there all day, all the, the, the elections, you know who votes, we got the voter rolls, we could tell who had voted, we knew most of the people, it's a small town, we knew the votes, we knew who had committed, who hadn't committed. And so we had about a 60, uh, 55 60% split that we thought we'd gotten. And it was totally the opposite of that. And the other thing is the order on the ballot of how it was listed was reversed when when all of the things came out. So it's almost like they just flipped the names on the ballot because that was the order so anyway, you can't prove it. I, I didn't have, I, you know, I wasn't going to, for, for a school board election, hire an attorney and do all that. I, I, I was thankful, really, to lose. But yeah. again, it, it happens. And I know that it's, it's capable of happening. And the stories that you hear now and um, the election system is not secure and by any means. And uh, on a local basis, they can do a lot of things.
0: Yeah, that's a good – that's just kind of what I wanted you to hit on was just the, the uh, anecdotal. Obviously, it didn't really matter. You were ready to get out of that town anyway. But it was just funny to see those things uh, transpire at such a small level, and then it kind of piggybacked – well, here's the thing. Here's the thing I keep pointing at. First off, the Republicans were – they had a lot of senator seats on the line, way more than Democrats did. And they had a slot, you know, they had the majority in the Senate, but not by a whole lot, by about three or four seats or whatever. They were predicted to lose the Senate. Well, now it looks like they're going to either get 51 seats in the Senate or 52. They're going to keep the majority as long as they win one of those Georgia runoffs, which I still think they have a chance of winning at least one, maybe two of those runoffs. Um, But but all we heard was they were going to lose the Senate. That's all we heard. Meanwhile, the house, the Republicans were down big in the house and the house is every two years, the house people go up for reelection in the house every two years. It's just a, everything midterm and election, midterm and election year. They're just, they, they go over two years. Uh, the, the Democrats had a huge advantage in the house. The Republicans, I think as we speak are well before earlier, they were like plus seven in the house, which means they didn't gain the majority, but they won seven seats that were previously Democrat. They flipped seven seats. The Democrats, th- th- they may have flipped some seats, but they but the Republicans were plus seven on the scoreboard of flipping seats. And I think it may be, be even be double digits by now. I think they're on pace to do uh, plus 10 or something. I'm actually going to look at that uh, in a little bit when I hand it off to you. But the Republicans were plus in the House by almost double digits. They held off the Senate, which the Senate is every six years, so – they had more people up for re-election than the Democrats and they held off the Senate, but yet they want me to, they want me to believe, they want me to believe that Donald Trump lost the presidency when the Republicans did so well in Congress. It was a big, it was a bashing. I mean, they had people who were Democrat. Um, I mean, my, most of my honest Democrat friends and, uh, and most of the people that actually work with inside the DNC that were being interviewed by Fox News and they got audio picked up, they were saying if they think this is a win for Democrats because they got the presidency, it's, a, it's not. It was, a, it, was an, it was the anti-Trump vote, um, and it was a lot of still conservative people voting for Congress. So there's a lot of Republicans out there. This is where my hope comes from is that there's a lot of Republicans out there still voting, and some of them just didn't want to vote for Donald Trump. They voted for everything else. Like a small example of that, uh, John Cornyn won by 10 points in the Senate, okay? Uh, Donald Trump only won by seven points in in the state of Texas. So Cornyn won by 10 points in the the state of Texas in the Senate. Uh, President Trump only won by like six or seven points in the state of Texas. Still a pretty big margin, but you can obviously see more people – more percentages went to, uh, Cornyn than Trump. Okay. I get that. But for it to be like that, just that big of a difference, it, it causes me disbelief, but I am hopeful that the Republicans, uh, the Republicans, they did their job in the Congress, but it makes it that much harder to believe that president Trump didn't win
1: reelection. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, you know, I get it. the, 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 idea that, uh um, down ballot overperformed the president because of his uh, high uh, dislike and negative uh, negativity. That's not the right word, but negative numbers, uh, dislike. Uh, the thing about it is, is that Donald Trump overperformed in certain areas uh, with Hispanics, with blacks, with and uh, other areas. It's just hard to believe that that he overperformed in so many categories from 2016, but yet is losing the way he is in and, and, and some other categories. So uh, it just doesn't match up. And, and, and the inconsistencies and some of the things that went on, um, on a uh, they're, they're just, you know, I don't have any real expectation that they're going to be able to find enough votes to overturn this um there's too many too many holes too many things um i don't know how it gets turned around but i'm I'm glad he's fighting uh we we certainly need to learn from this that the election system we need voter id we need to vote on election day we need to have some way of tracking and knowing that you have voted and who is voting there's too many examples of people that have moved out and left and are that have left the state, but yet now they've determined that they were registered and, and had applied for a melon ballot and uh got it. They contact the person said, no, I didn't I didn't I, I didn't get a melon ballot, but yet somebody voted in their name. Um there there's too many things. And then you have the possibility of because people weren't able to stay in and watch and see the ballots. You have a postal worker, a whistleblower that said that his supervisor said that if you had any ballots come in, bring it to a certain place and they were backdating ballots in Pennsylvania. So there, there are things going on that that will never be able to be rooted out. Uh, you have no way of tracking it because if they didn't keep the proper... Uh, uh, track on it and 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 and, uh keep up with it there's no way you can go back and prove what actually did happen
0: so right Uh, now the republicans are plus six they gained six uh, in the house house, i believe yes six in the house
1: There's still like over uh over 20 i think seats that haven't been called yeah which
0: means they're close which means the uh I mean, Democrats are only three seats away from majority, so I still think they get majority. But, I mean, gosh dang, right now it's 201-215. The House has never been closer. I mean, the, I mean, I feel like the House has never really been – I mean, that's pretty close for
1: House. So it's going to be within uh, – yeah. yeah, it's, it's going to be close. So I think we pick up anywhere from uh, 12 to, to 15 seats.
0: Yeah, so that's amazing to me.
1: If we have a high number, then we're within five or six of the majority. I mean, we, we were only 21 down, I think.
0: Yeah, it's unbelievable to me. And I'm not even talking about the uh, the losing the, uh, like, the okay, we lost the presidency, whatever. The fact that the Senate and House are this close, it shows people still, it shows the Democrats failed in, in two major ways. I think they failed when they called out the police, I think they failed when they called out the, the police and saying that, um, you know, we, we, we side with the riots, we side with the protest. It took them way too long to condemn those things. And I don't even know if they fully condemned them yet. I don't think they have, like a full condemnation. I mean, if they want to keep saying Donald Trump's never condemned the KKK, well, I can sit here and say they've never condemned the riots and the, and the, uh, the streets and Antifa and all that stuff either. So, I mean... We can go toe to toe on that. Um, I'll go toe toe with that on anybody because I clearly uh, know that they they what they really truly believe it's a very anti police party, at least as of right yeah. now.
1: And that's I the think, reason that's, uh, they're they're all hollering now, you know, well yeah. you weren't campaigning on social media. Well, but they are. I mean they were and they did. Yeah. And people knew that and that's what they wanted. I mean, so they've got they've got some things to clear
0: off. Yeah, so the confusion there of clearing those clearing those things up. And also the climate change crap with the frat, with the no fracking or the anti fracking or we're gonna shift away from oil, do all that, I think that obviously hurt them a lot as well. And the fact that they have still not decided whether they're gonna pack the courts or not pack the courts. Um, all these things are up in the air. And it seems like, to me, people were so ready to, uh, to get rid of Trump, but they overlooked some key, uh, some big things that the Democrats are doing here, are going to do here in, in the future with packing the courts, anti-fracking, all this stuff going on. It seems like there's a, there's a legit policy discussion to be had about what the Democrats plan to do and the mandates Listen, they want to talk about unity. They want to talk about unity. They didn't unify under Trump. Why in the hell should I unify now if I'm a Republican watching them talk about unity, watching Joe Biden talk about let's come together? Why? My question to you and to anybody listening is why do I need to listen to Joe Biden? I'm here to start impeach Joe Biden right now. I'm starting it before he gets in office. I hope the Republicans impeach him
1: going to have to impeach Joe Biden. His days are numbered. They're, they're after him. And they've already said, I mean, he comes out and says, we're going to have unity. We need to get together. Yeah. But yet there's not a Democrat out there. There's not one. There, there are more. You can look at all of the people in the media, all the other ones. They're all for revenge. It's all about revenge. They want to They want to take care of the, uh, the deplorables, the the awful Trump people. So there's not going to be unity and that's not going to happen. And yes, they need to look out because with the way the performance of the Republicans in this election, and then we have we have the advantage in the Senate coming up in two years because you know it rotates a third, a third, and a third. So Oh, we're, we're just gonna, have gonna have to expand our lead, yeah. And so we'll expand the the Senate and, and they gain the house, yeah. Off the time in in a presidential In the second year of of that four-year term, that's when usually the uh, party in the White House loses in Congress. And so there's a good chance that we gain the House and increase our numbers in the Senate in 2022. So look out, Democrats, remember what you did to Trump. And whoever's in the White House, they've set the precedent for it. The bar is very, very low on impeachment. The, Demo- the This is
0: what's going to happen. The the, the, Repu- the in twenty twenty two is going to be a re- like, it's going to be a bloodbath for the Democrats in a number of ways. Because first off, what is their campaign besides anti Trump? What do they truly believe in? What are some things okay. that they truly?
1: And they're going to have fun on what they are. They're going to be socialists. Yeah, and they're going to get beat.
0: Yeah, you, you can't just run anti Trump anymore. You can't say, "Well, I'm not Trump." Okay, Trump's out of the picture. Trump's off doing whatever. Now you actually have to run a campaign. And in 2022, it's going to come back to Biden in the butt. And if Biden or whoever is still around in 2024, first off, if Biden makes it to 2024, which is highly unlikely, but if he does, uh, there's no way a Republican's going to lose to Biden in 2024. All you have to do is not be Donald Trump and you win. Like literally.
1: All you have to do. Move Biden. I mean, he's not going to make it, or yeah. they will move him. They've already shown their card with the Twenty Fifth Amendment. They'll they'll get him out. And and Kamala Harris is not. Well, liable. she's not going to
0: win either because nobody likes her.
1: I mean, they've set themselves up for a sure defeat at twenty four, and I think in twenty twenty two, there's enough people that feel like they got cheated. And, and the way this election has gone, they think that the Trump voters were bad, and it was it was tough in, in twenty twenty. Wait till wait in two years, but the Trump
0: vote. Oh, okay, so here's the thing here's what I have to here's the cap it off, and then we can do like one more riff, I guess. But Trump's Trump may be going away, he may not be going away. But the Trump voters, the Trump voters are not going away. That's 70 million. Let me look at the let me look at the people who voted for Trump real quick. The, the population, um, 70, yeah, 71. yeah was it again hang on it doesn't say the popular vote again but it was over 70 million i believe
1: no i think they got nearly 73 74 and the republicans had nearly 71 it was up some 4 or 5 million from last time
0: well well that right there i mean are the 71 million republicans just going to disappear or i mean no. what's What's happening and in two, four years?
1: Mad. And now they're mad, and they're no—they're not going to get that kind of turnout again because they're not going to have anything to run on. I don't think they can get the enthusiasm, and I guarantee you, we're going to be enthusiastic because yeah. we're ticked off.
0: Yeah. So just, just to kind of bring it all back, I think that's my whole point: is Republican enthusiasm should be out through the roof in 2022 and 2024. If you're—I mean, you're basically you're running against an anti-Trump party that it's not really anti-Trump. It's anti-you. Ben Shapiro said it best. They're okay. Yeah. They're mad at Trump now. They're mad at Trump now, but I mean, who's to say the next person that runs, you know how the Democrats operate now they operate out of hate. We're going to motivate you through hate. We're going to teach you to hate this guy so much that you're going to go out and vote against him. Well, eventually, I mean, the other side's going to get tired of you hating on them so much. And eventually uh, stuff's going to get pretty dicey. I don't know how long you can run a political party just on hate alone. I mean, what fuels the Democrat? It's not, it's not all this other stuff they say. I mean, deep down, maybe it is socialism. Maybe it is all these, uh, class stuff. They are this all this like money stuff they want to do with raising taxes and all that. Maybe that's part of it, but the platform they use is hate. So they talk about unity, but what they got to vote against Trump was hate, hate Trump, hate the hate his voters. They're uneducated. They're white trash, yada, yada, yada. I mean, we were talking to a guy the other day in, in a restaurant and without going into detail, he basically just straight up called Trump voters, white trash to our
1: face. He's yeah. pretty bold about it. I mean, here, here, yeah. Here's, here's my take on it. And going forward, the, You want to call Trump voter, you want to call us the everyday American, you want to call us the rednecks, you want to call us white trash, whatever you want to call us. But we, the, the people that voted for Donald Trump as an outsider to change Washington, we were tired of the establishment. He was elected because there was a lot of people that said, we're sick and tired of the government after us. And what did we learn in four years? That they used the FBI to come after us. They've used uh, all, all aspects up and down throughout the government to target us. They've used the IRS. They've used the FBI. They've used the Justice Department. They, they've now uh, uh, gotten into the voter system. They're coming after us. I, I think right now what I'm telling you is you need to be pissed off. You need to be mad. And next time. Oops. You there? need someone that is going to... I'm sick and tired of the establishment, and I'm sick and tired of them telling us how to live our lives and using all of the tools of government to come after anyone that dares to say the difference. So it's time for everybody to stand up, and the next time we get to vote, you need to throw these bums out of office, and we need to replace them, and we need somebody that's going to get in there and fundamentally change government and disassemble it disassemble it and to get some of the rooted in people that have been there in years, years and years and generations, they need to lose their jobs and we need to change. We should have fired. I hope he fires the FBI, Director Ray. He's coming for you. He will fire you before he leaves office and they'll have to replace somebody else. He may not get to choose the person in the FBI, but it won't be you anymore.
0: Yeah. I think, I think that's – I mean, I agree with what you said there, and I also think Trump's going to – he's going to be like the kid in the candy shop, that his parents tell him, oh, it's time to leave, and then he's going to start just grabbing candy off the shelf, just knocking down shelves, just, you know, dragging and kicking and screaming, and he may leave a hole the size of Donald Trump in the White House, which I hope he does. I hope he leaves remnants of himself all over White House and leaves, like, little messages for Joe – and whoever comes next, because the political phenomena that was Donald Trump, yeah, he was flawed, but he wasn't, it wasn't because, oh, Donald Trump, he's holier than now. It was who Donald Trump represented. He represented the people. He represented his voters, the people who think like him. And what we know now is his vote, his voter turnout increased over four years. You know how hard it is to do for an incumbent president to actually increase his turnout in four years? And he did that his voter turnout didn't go away. It increased. So, um, yeah, I agree with that. I think we're going to cap it there. Uh, just lost the, uh, just lost to add to the recording, I think a little bit, but, um, you heard his point. You heard of my point. Um, we want to unify, but we also want to, uh, we want to unify with each other, but we also want to stand our ground politically. And I think that's what the other party
1: did. And that's what you can expect uh, Republicans to do as well. So talk to you later.